This is Organized Chaos, where you'll learn everything you need to know about life, marketing, and tech with just enough drama to keep things interesting. From marketing strategy to negotiation tactics and skincare, you never know quite where the conversation's going to take us. Like everything in life, <laughs> this is Organized Chaos. Hey, welcome back to Organized Chaos. Today, we have Jen Matcha on tap in my white Yeti. I'm officially a Yeti girl, y'all. Like, I don't know what happened, but but my whole life in the U.S., my whole childhood in the U.S., then as an adult, I moved abroad, and I've been abroad for, if you don't know this, almost the last 10 years. No, not 10 years, but I've lived abroad for almost 10 years. I went to university in Switzerland. I lived in Spain. I lived in London. I traveled around for almost a year with my now husband, and our two bunnies. And then now I live in Amsterdam. And so all of that has uh, like accumulated to about 10 years. Anyways, for a very long time, I just I wasn't on the Yeti train because we don't really drink things with ice over in Europe. But when it started to pick up again last year in 2023 on TikTok, I remember looking at Philip and I was like, can I just go and buy a Yeti? I feel like it will help me drink more water. And sure enough, couple months later, I have three different Yetis. He has a Yeti because I went and bought him one this pre-Christmas even. And after I got my first kind of Yeti, the equivalent one to the Stanley Cup, you might see it every so often. It's that teal one. This is very much not sponsored in any way, shape, or form. It's just my obsession with Yeti is endless. It knows no bounds. But I quite, like I literally drink my Gen Matcha tea, which is, if you don't know, green tea with brown rice, roasted brown rice. And it is the best. I have that every single day out of my Yeti. It keeps it warm because I take forever to drink it. I am the girl that will make a coffee in the morning or make a tea in the morning and totally forget about it. And then all of a sudden it's cold and I'm ready to drink it again. I drink that slowly. Like there are times where I will just totally down something. And then there are other times where I take a really fucking long time to drink something. So that's where my Yeti comes in hot. You'll see me drinking that throughout this episode, but that is what is on tap in case you were curious. If you were not curious and you just really want to know what the hell we're talking about in this episode, we are going to talk about boundaries. And the boundary that you can set is you can just fast forward a little bit and you can hear about those if you want to, instead of listening to me talk endlessly about Yetis. But as we start to move into January, and as you're probably all getting back into the swing of things with work, and now you are used to hearing about the podcast as Organized Chaos, if you haven't been here for the last couple of episodes, welcome back. We are officially Organized Chaos over here. Instead of Marketing on the Moon, we've done a full rebrand because I wanted the podcast to be about so much more than just marketing. All of the habits that we have, who we are, the people that we spend time with, our relationships, our family life, the nails that we have, the clothes that we wear, all of that contributes to who we show up as and how we show up at work and in our careers. And I wanted a podcast that reflects that. So welcome back to Organized Chaos. We are officially towards the end of January. Can you believe that we're already at the end of January? I just don't even know where the time's gone. But I'm really hoping that the weather starts to change over here in Amsterdam because I can, I, it could be done. I, I'm not going to lie. I could be done with the endless rain and the cold. And I know that I moved here at my own accord. I know that I chose to move here, but I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of constantly cold and cloudy weather. And Amsterdam in the spring, if you've not been, is absolutely freaking gorgeous. And I'm very excited for the tulips to come out. So I'm counting down the days. 
Anyways, I digress. One question that I have gotten, honestly, since I've started this podcast and since I've started talking to people and since I even started my own career is boundaries. Like, people talk all the time in corporate about boundaries, 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 boundaries. You need to set boundaries. But no one tells you how to set boundaries in a way that is actually appropriate. I feel like a lot of the advice that you get online for boundary setting is a little bit too harsh, right? Like, especially as women who, I don't know about you, but I was always taught to be quiet and keep my opinions to myself. And I was never that type of person. I was always super opinionated and probably pushed back against anyone who told me I had to be otherwise. But I find that a lot of women, we just, it's its really hard to say no. It's really hard to just immediately turn around and be like, that's not happening because we get labeled as a bitch. We get labeled as someone who's difficult to work with. And while those stereotypes are incredibly freaking unfair and unnecessary, there are ways that you can kind of work around the system a little bit and you can still get what you want. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. We are going to talk about boundary setting statements to protect your peace, to protect your workday, to protect your schedule. Because I did a little bit of an exercise. And if you're on TikTok, you will know about this exercise because I've talked about it before. If you're not on TikTok, come follow me on TikTok. I'm a little out there on that channel, but that's where you see my real personality. And so I'd love for us to be friends over there. Anyways, I did this experiment where I calculated how many five-minute meetings, like how many quick meetings I jumped into every single month. Because how many times has this happened to you? You are working on a project and then someone messages you and totally breaks your stream of consciousness, train of thought, and says, hey, can I pick your brain on this for five minutes? Can you help me with this? Can you, whatever it is. And you say, sure. Now, young Regan in her career, because I was not advised otherwise, <laughs> thought, oh my goodness, someone wants to talk to me. Absolutely, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to be valuable. I'm going to be a team player. This is going to be something that's great for my resume. Eh, it was not. Those five-minute meetings amounted to so much wasted brain space, energy, time. I ended up working on my own projects until late in the evening when I was prioritizing someone else's projects during the day that I never even got credit for. I just wanted to help. And yes, like I do think that it is important, especially when you're young in your career, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying never, ever help because even now I still jump into unnecessary meetings just to lend a hand, right? Like I will give advice all the time, but there's a difference between giving advice because you want to and giving advice because you feel like you have to. There's a big part of value and self-confidence and knowing your value and knowing the value of your own time in making that decision. And that's what I wasn't doing. I wasn't sitting there and thinking, hmm, I have this high-priority task that I'm taking on. I have this high-priority project that I'm working on. Do I actually have time to go and work on this other person's project? Do I need to be doing that? Do I have to say yes? Am I just saying yes because I'm, I'm worried about what this person is going to say? I will also say with that, a lot of the times the people asking you for help, they're not they're not really thinking when they do it. They're just, they're very focused on their own task. They're very focused on what they need to get done. And they go, this person's going to make it easier for me. I guarantee you've done that to people before too. You're like, oh, I need this thing. Instead of looking for it myself, I'm going to go and ask someone else for it. When like they could just, they could very easily find it themselves. And so there are ways that you can still be a team player without draining all of your time, your resources, your energy. And one of my favorite things that I've heard on TikTok is think about it this way. Every day you're given so many spoons. All of us are going to have a different amount of spoons that we start with. It's the equivalent to energy. But every task that you do 
including waking up in the morning, making your bed, all of that. They're going to give spoons or take away spoons. And you need to develop an understanding of yourself of how many spoons you have to give. There are some days when I wake up and I have zero spoons to give, literally zero fucks to give. And there are some days where I wake up and I have more spoons than I even know what to do with. On those days, I will help. On those days, I'm like, of course, I will jump into a five-minute meeting with you. On the days where I don't have many spoons, I will not. But I like thinking about it in that way. And I think that was great advice because it really reframed the energy that I had to spend. Because not everyone has the same amount of energy to spend every day. But what I really needed when I was young in my career was examples, templates, reasons for setting boundaries, how to set a boundary without coming across as a raging bitch. You're not, like, no matter what you do, don't let anyone tell you that you are one because that's not what's happening. If you are trying to protect your time, your peace, if you are trying to, you know, if your intentions with it are good, then that is what matters. Don't let anyone try to tell you otherwise. Impact definitely matters. But if you're just attempting to say no and someone's not taking no for an answer, that's their problem. That's their issue. Let it be their issue. Let it like slide off. But if you want boundary setting statement ideas and you want something to pull out of your back pocket, then this is where you can begin. From my back pocket to yours. Okay, so let me give you a couple examples. Let's say, because these happen all the time. This happened to me all the time when I was working. Let's say someone sent you a message and you're not really the right person for them to be asking. Like, you know the answer to the question, but it's not necessarily a precedent that you want to set and they're not, you're not the right person for them to work with. Well, you can just say that. You can be honest. I think a lot of this is honesty. Great question. This person is actually best place to help here. Super simple. Like, Sometimes I would even go, great question, here's where you can find this piece of information, but in the future, this person's best placed. Now, if it's like time number five, <laughs> even time number two that someone's coming to you, just send them directly to that person. Now, if someone goes a step further and they actually want you to help on a project and you really cannot take on that project, an example of a boundary statement that you could set is, ooh, I'm swamped right now and really cannot take on another project. I just don't have the bandwidth, if you want to use the corporate jargon of it, to take on another project. Maybe this person can help. Again, it's another way of saying, hey, that's not super my point of view. That's not really where I should be working. So go and work with this person instead. This gets easier as you can move through your career. I think you get more comfortable with it. First couple times of setting boundaries is always super uncomfortable. So don't worry about it if you kind of fumble through it or you like give like a yes, no answer. Like try to get more direct in your answers. But I remember when I was first doing this, it was it's a little nerve-wracking because typically the people that you're setting boundaries with are the adults in the room, right? Like they're the leaders in the room. They're the senior people in the room. But remember, they put their pants on the same way that you do. They were in the same position. And also they probably need boundaries set in front of them more often than anyone else because they're going to ask. And if you're going to do it, then, you know, you, you won't know if you don't ask. And so it is up to you to be able to go, hey, is my time worth, like, is that where I should be spending my time? It's another way for you to realize, too, whether or not you're ready to be promoted, if you can start to realize where you should and should not be spending your time. Now, another statement that you can use, if they clearly cannot read, because this happens a lot, where I, I was a event manager for many, many years, 
So effectively a project manager. But there are a couple days, right, during the event where everything comes together. And you need to send prep documents in order to prepare people. No one likes to read a prep document, apparently. And I am very type A. And I like to put it all together in one central location for people to go and read. And for some reason, no one no one knows how to read at that point when they get sent out. And so if they clearly cannot read your email, don't be the person who just answers it anyway. That's not why you put together the prep doc. The reason why you put together the document is so that you could save time. People will not change their behavior if you don't give them a reason to change their behavior. So give them a reason. When they clearly cannot read the email that you sent them, you can say, hey, I am insert activity that you're doing. I'm, don't respond during lunch, but like I'm in the middle of lunch. I'm working on another project. I, or you don't even really need to give them a reason why not. Just say, I can't chat right now. The link is in my email. That should answer all of your questions. One time we had a big event. It was in Amsterdam before I was even living in Amsterdam. And we ran a competition of, or was it, I forget what exactly it was, but it was like either a competition of like the person to ask me the least <laughs> a question that was already on the document that I put together for them won some prize at the end of the day. Because I wanted people to get used to, you kind of have to treat your team as kids occasionally, but like it's fun and it's all in good fun. So fine. But again, people will not make changes unless you give them a reason to make a change, unless you remind them that they need to make that change. You don't always need to play games with them, but you do need to remind them. So I cannot talk. The links in my email should give you all the information. I can't take on another project. I'm at max capacity. I have no bandwidth. Maybe this person can help. Or even if it is something that you should be working on and you're like, well, I don't want them to go and work on it with someone else, but I'm not really sure this is a priority right now. You can say that and you can be honest. I, I understand you validate them that you want this done ASAP. But I'm actually at full capacity right now. I'm happy to help, though that's going to need to be next week, next month, next year. It's going to go, it's going to get floated into my XX planning doc, right? My Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Like when you set boundaries, while you want to be succinct and while you want to be direct, you also want to give them the right information. Because if you just say no, and you don't really give a reason why you're saying no, oftentimes, unfortunately, people will try to go around you. Don't let them. Don't let them skirt around you. Don't let them go up the chain. Don't let them go over you. Like, be confident in that reason why it's a no, but give them an explanation. If it's not a priority, help them understand why it's not a priority or, or ask them why it is a priority for them and see where you can kind of meet in that middle ground. With all of this, it is that communication. It's that conversation. But it's also remembering that your time is valuable, that you are valuable, that just because someone asks you to go and do it, you don't have to do it. Remember, 2024 is that year of learning about ourselves, is that year of testing ourselves, is that year of getting out of our comfort zone. You are going to do it. You're going to kick ass. You're going to be great. And I want to hear all about it. Send me a DM if you've used any of these, if any of them resonated with you. If you don't already follow my newsletter, I get a lot of tips like this in the newsletter that goes out every other week. It's called Organized Chaos. Surprise, surprise. It is in the link in the description box. It's on Beehive. Please go subscribe. I cannot wait to see you all next Thursday. I want to hear about these boundary setting tactics, if they worked for you. We have some really, really, really cool guests coming down the line. I cannot wait for you to hear them all. 
if like everything, this is just going to continue to be organized chaos. Okay. Bye.